0: love a new customer. Come on in. Welcome to my friends. Enjoy Hello everyone. Welcome back. This is Bob's Tavern Cast live from the Tavern. I am your bartender Jay.
1: And I'm your bartender Don.
0: And this episode is brought to you by all of those wonderful people that support us on Patreon. And for more information on that you can go to patreon dot Bob's tavern dot pub but without further ado, let's pour a drink and jump in Don how you doing this week?
1: I'm doing pretty well doing pretty well it's uh it's been a roller coaster of a week it feels like uh, so I think I mentioned before. Uh, maybe on our last episode, that I was taking a couple weeks off of work and I was going to be diving into kind of full time content creation. Uh, so I've been streaming a lot, trying to work on more YouTube videos and these podcasts and all of that that I'm doing. But I also uh, got some really cool news uh, that along with Necra, for those who know her, um, but I will be casting. Hearthstone matches for the Supergirl Gamer Pro series over the next nine weeks, uh, every Sunday night. So I get to cast some Hearthstone. It's an actual like paid job. I'm super excited for it. And, you know, what's better than getting paid to talk about Hearthstone? It's great. So I'm super excited. So hopefully uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, and it's, it's all about awareness and supporting women in gaming. So it's going to be a bunch of women playing and casting and all of that too. They also have uh, League of Legends and CS:GO. So really cool event. I'm really excited about that.
0: That's really awesome. It's it's good to see that the community as a whole is really taking like I mean, a lot of the stuff was planned before. A lot of the stuff that happened in the news came out, and all the. I mean, you don't just spin up a tournament in like a week. It it takes a lot of work, a lot of effort uh, to to put those things in. But it's good to see that the community is wanting to advocate for um, women in gaming and and a lot of the other topics that. Uh, sadly, this probably isn't the best place to to talk about, but. Uh, No, it it is super awesome, and and I'm super excited to to check out uh, some of the content that uh, I'll see. And and is it okay if we cheer for the for the casters during uh, a match? Is that weird? I know uh, every time every time you or the other AFG uh, folks played in like uh, what was it Uh, house rivalries. That people were like super energetic and cheering for you. I could just see that happening. Now, like, good call, good call. That's a great perspective. Way <laughs> to go!
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that that house rivalries that I played in, and then also uh, aspirants when any of us would be on there for streamed matches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, get in there, cheer for me. It's fine, but you know, while you're there, you also get to watch some great Hearthstone too. So,
0: absolutely. Well, for, for me, it's been, uh, it's been rough, but it's getting better. Um, yeah, we didn't record last week. Uh, I've been sick. Uh, don't worry. I'm not, I don't have the Rona. Uh, I did get tested for that and that came back negative, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, long, long time people that know me or people that I guess that have known me for a longer time know that I have some, some autoimmune and, and other health issues that sometimes just take me out and, uh, the last couple of weeks have kind of been that. But I am recovered, ready to swing, ready to get into it. But what hasn't recovered is my MMR. And that's kind of the, the subject that I wanted to talk about this week was like the ups and downs in Battlegrounds. Like right now, the the meta in Hearthstone as a whole is just like very very heated. There's a lot of stuff that uh people are not too excited about. And you know, for the longest I felt like Battlegrounds was kind of shielded from that, but at the same time like there's a there's a huge feeling of like if I don't have certain heroes, I'm not going to top 4. And that that doesn't feel good, but I do want to start this off by kind of explaining where I'm coming from. So I, I, I think the last time we recorded, I had just crested like 5k. Um, I had hit 5k, it dropped down. I was at like mid four for a while and then got back up to 5k. And then like out of nowhere, kept going, and it was like I made it up to six k and I think at the end of like my highest was like six point three and I was like, This is amazing, I'm getting better that lasted for like a week, and then I immediately like got knocked right back down, and right now I checked right before we started recording I'm sitting at fifty two hundred, and I really I really want to break down like, okay, one, why does this happen? And then two, what can be done to kind of keep, keep the swinginess of battlegrounds from happening. And uh, Don, you, you've, at least from what I could have tell you, I could tell you've always kind of been like a consistent player in battlegrounds. Like your MMR hasn't, swung so wildly like mine has
1: yes and no i mean for the most part it stayed pretty consistent but i also have periods where even just between games it's like i'll take first or second and then the next one i'll get like eighth and then i take second and then i take sixth and then i take third and then i take eighth and it's like ugh. so that that even just feels like a swing back and forth um but i feel like it happens to a lot of people it's just a matter of trying to figure out why those are happening is it a hero is it that you're just not getting good minions are you making completely different decisions between each game what you know what
0: is the cause of it right and and i think that the The overall consensus in most games is at least most like one one V one games like standard ladder is if you are where you're supposed to be in terms of skill level, you should be winning close to 50% of your games. So I think the first part of that is, I mean, even though you're playing a game with four other people. I don't know if it's as easy to say as you should top four 50% of the time. Um, while I would like to say that, I, I don't know if I can. Um, I, I think that there's a lot of stuff that happens. Um, one of the things I've noticed a lot lately is that games have been closer uh, in terms of eighth to fifth. I tend to see more people drop out at the same time now where it's like you'll see like three people drop out all at once and that can often have a really negative effect on your MMR and I think Slissa even brought this up uh, when she was interviewed on The Angry Chicken. Um, she mentioned that even in tournament play it feels bad because what happens when you get 5th place, but you went out at the same time as the person that got 4th place. You know, in the tournament setting, 5th place gets 0 points, 4th place gets like 1 point. So it's still like a, a positive curve, even though the only difference was someone had a little bit more health. Both got eliminated in the same round. I feel like right now, that is how Battlegrounds feels, is that... I know early in the game whether or not I'm probably going to get first or second, almost based on the heroes that are available to me. From there, the game no longer becomes let me try to win. It's let me try to get fourth. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, that doesn't feel like a good way to play a game.
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. Absolutely. And part of me does wonder how much of this is being impacted by the things like the HS replay stats, uh, like in the Bob's buddy that people use, Uh, you know, is it that overall people are using that and it's kind of helping give them more idea what to do? So Maybe people who aren't using that are at more of a disadvantage and have to work harder to even get, you know, a little better. Is it just that overall people are better at Battlegrounds than they were before?
0: Regarding Bob's Buddy, one, I I think that as much as the HS Replay team It You know, they really advocate that, like, Bob's Buddy isn't doing anything that's, you know, considered wrong by Blizzard. The only thing that I have had a problem with in terms of any of the deck tracking tools or game tracking tools is that they're not available to all players. Um, If you're playing on mobile, you just don't have those options afforded to you. And... I mean, I'm, I mean, I play on a Mac, and I can't use Bob's Buddy. I can use the HS Tracker, but I can't use Bob's Buddy. Um, and that's the one thing that everyone always, always asks me, is they're like, oh, well, are, are you using Bob's Buddy? And it's like, no, because there is no Mac client for it. And I don't really know if there's a fix for that. I mean, in a previous world, I would have said, oh, well, I mean, you could just have mobile servers. I mean, that has kind of been the thing. Up until really the last couple of years, most console, like, I know, especially in, like, first-person shooter realms, consoles were segregated. So, like, if you play on PlayStation, you're only going to be playing people that are playing on a PlayStation. If you're playing on PC, you're only going to be people, you're only going to play people that are playing on a PC. I... Don't think that Blizzard would do that. I don't think they should do that. I do wonder if instead of HS replay not having tools like Bob's buddy, I wonder if Blizzard should work to make as much information available in game as possible. And and that's a challenge because they have to design a game that fits on a multitude of screen sizes. And I mean, maybe it's something that you can turn on or off. Maybe it's something that's enabled or disabled by default based on what type of, you know, system you're using. But I think that part of it is the amount of information that is easily available uh, for some versus others. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And I think, you know, another thing, too, that Blizzard has always done is they try to make the the overall look of the game, right? The UI very simple. And I think part of that is a reason why they don't have a lot of that stuff in game, um, because that's always kind of been their philosophy is keeping things very simple and clean looking um, and not not having too much clutter. Like you said, it's a multitude of different screen sizes that people use. Uh, you know, across their different devices. So how do they make that work? Then they have to change it for each you know, kind of device or, you know, and then at that point, is that worth it? Maybe, maybe they like the fact that third parties are doing this kind of thing. I, I'm not sure, but yeah, having information available in game would be pretty interesting. I'm just not sure in terms of battlegrounds, like what information would they add? Because for Battleground, they've already added the the hovering over players and you get to see kind of what their, their comp looks like, right? That wasn't there before. They added that in. So that's a little bit more information that they're giving us. Um, so what would be like the next step or the next thing that they could give us in game that wouldn't clutter
0: the UI? One of the things that... Well, and a couple of things on that. One of the things that I I remember that Dota Underlords did, and I don't know if uh, TFT ever did this or not, was in-game, you could actually watch the matches of other people as they were happening. So, like, as your turn was going, you were sacrificing information. So, like, you are... You can't watch your game and another person's game at the same time, but, like, if you're looking at... If you just want to get an idea of what people are doing, you could quickly glance over and go, oh, wow, they're, they're going this route. And Blizzard has done a little bit in by telling us, OK, they've got like three Murlocs and they've got, you know, this and this. And, and I, I think that that's a good start. But one of the things that Blizzard has done in the past, and this goes back to like World of Warcraft, there used to be all of these overlays that you could get added, you know, through third-party tools on World of Warcraft. You could get all this extra information provided to you. And eventually a lot of the tools in that market were adopted by the team and integrated into the game. So I don't think that you, I think that there is a way that they could do it with this game still being in beta. I understand that there's a lot of things that they want to, you know, address and correct. And they're still trying to get heroes and things like that. And ultimately the Hearthstone way is not, we're going to really, especially in battlegrounds. we're not, they're not going to tell us, okay, the game is out of beta here are the heroes that you're going to have, and this will never change. I just, I don't think that that's going to happen. I, I think that we'll still see a rotation of heroes and minions following the same cadence that we've had. Uh, I think that right now, the biggest thing that they do have is the rotation of tribes, which I think that that's going to be kind of the, the next thing that I want to talk about. But ultimately, I do think that Blizzard has the ability to add more insight into the game. But they would have to do it in a way that's unique to their UI and that's unique to the game itself. Uh, I mean, that was the thing is they didn't just copy the like exactly like verbatim what all of these third party tools were doing in World of Warcraft. They they did it the Blizzard way, which sacrificed a little bit of information, but also integrated it well enough into the UI that you didn't feel like it didn't fit. So I think Blizzard could do something exactly what I'm not sure, but I I do know that they have good examples with some of the stuff that Bob's buddy, you know, offers.
1: So random thought I just thought of what if even something as simple as similarly to when you hover over somebody else in the lobby and you get to see, okay, whatever. Whatever. Three Murlocs, like you said. What if you could hover over the Tavern tier that you're at, and it would tell you just how many different minions are available in that tier? Because honestly, that's something that a lot of people don't know. They don't yeah. even know how many are are Tier 1s, how many things are at Tier 1, how many things are at Tier 6. They don't even know. Now, you don't have to go into as much detail as saying, okay, there's you know three Megasaurs left or anything like that. And I'd, I don't even think that that would be a good idea because... Then people aren't taking the minions because they're, oh, I can't get a golden with it or whatever. Um, yeah. But even just something as simple as hovering over the tavern tier and it showing you how many options are available at that tavern tier could be something that they could do fairly
0: easily. I, I think that in a way they could do something similar to what they're doing now with showing, like, who, not who has picked what, but kind of like the basic idea of tribes. But I think that they could do something to where you have each, each tribe. If you look at, um, the Rat King's logo or the Rat King's hero power, they kind of have their own iconography for each one. You could use that same iconography and have like a counter that just says like, okay, at this tavern tier, there are this many pirates or this many beasts left. And that gives you more insight of like, do I do I even have a chance of going pirates? Like I say I want to be pirates, but like right now, if I know that there are usually 15 and now there's only seven, maybe pirates aren't the way to go. It's not saying that what what those seven are, it's just saying like, okay, hey, there's only seven pirates left. And I I think that that again, it's tough because you have you don't have like what is it, you have like six or ten of each kind, and it, like, it, it it drips. So, like, you start out with a lot and you end up with very little, to where at Tavern Tier 6, there's only six minions available. So, I, I think that they could do something almost like a, a reservoir-filled of, like, okay, yeah, there were, you know, the bar's at a 100%. Maybe you say there's only 20% of this tribe still available at this Tavern Tier. You know, something like that. I think that they could do it. I just, I, again, I think that they would be the best people to come up with a a design that fits the current UI. Yeah, absolutely. And again, I think one of the things that is causing kind of this ups and downs feeling is the fact that not every tribe is available every game. And I, I do understand that... Blizzard has put a lot of safeguards in place. So, like, if Murlocs aren't available, you're not going to get Fungal Mancer, Goal. Or I know that they restrict certain heroes if they feel that those heroes are set up for a specific tribe. Um, The one issue that I have with that is right now, I feel like there are certain paths that if you take you win um if beasts are available if beasts and murlocs are available you pick murlocs or you pick beasts if murlocs aren't available you pick beasts if beasts aren't available you pick murlocs you rarely pick demons now you rarely pick i mean you can pick pirates um, or you can pick dragons, but usually you only do that when like murlocs aren't available and somehow the beast person got eliminated. Like it's, it's, it seems like there's more and more of a fight for just one thing. And it, it, it feels bad when you aren't set up to get that one thing. And we've talked about flexibility and we've talked about like, like for the, as long as this podcast has been around, like we've always been like, Oh, flexibility. You have to be versatile. You have to be able to adapt and do those things. It feels more and more now that you have to just fight to somehow get the thing that you know is going to win or just accept the fact that you're not going to win. And that feels kind of bad. Yeah, it's
1: and I don't know how much of this is also. It feels weird to me that pirates are in every single game and that the other ones rotate out. Now, this will be changing um, pretty soon here. They said that was only going to be kind of like the promotional time frame, right? Like, Mm. hey, pirates are the new thing. Like, come play pirates. Um, so after that promotional period, pirates will also be one of the things that can rotate in and out. That doesn't really solve what you were talking about, about the murlocs and beasts, but maybe it can feel a little bit different if you don't always have the pirates in there as well to get a lot of the extra benefits. Like we talked about last time with the heroes, you know, the selling for three gold or the Hoggers or what you know all of that that actually adds a lot of value that people people aren't going pure pirates, they're using those to benefit their other things, like the beasts and using you know the parrots for example, to bolster so I don't know maybe maybe that'll help a little bit, but it still does feel like there needs to be some some balancing,
0: yeah and And I I mean, a lot of that will get addressed when some of the heroes in question get addressed. Um, I think it's funny now, like, it went from, like, Lady Vash being, like, terrible to now Lady Vash being, like, not amazing, but better than before. And I mean, it's great to see, like, this is the same problem I have with Standard, where it's, like, a certain deck can be trash, and then they'll nerf, like, three cards, and then all of a sudden, that deck whose primary card I owned and then dusted, because I was like, oh, well, this card is trash. Well, now it's great. Actually, a good example of that for, for Ashes of Outland, my golden legendary was Mag and I was like, uh, I'm not using this, and it's 1600 dust, and I can get a legendary with it, so what did I do? Dusted Mag Theradon, and grabbed some other legendary thing, and and now it's like, oh, well, there's this control demon hunter thing that, like, the top card in it is Mac Theradon And I'm like, well, crap. <coughs> you know, you think I would learn, but uh, I don't know. But, but ultimately in this, I, I think that the, the hero selections, until they get nerfed, Again, I, I mean, do you, do you agree that there's like basically like two sets of heroes? There are the heroes that I might be able to top four with, and then everyone else, and the heroes that I might be able to top four with. <coughs> <coughs> those heroes I could probably like count on one hand, like Rafam, Hooktusk, Yodora, Maev, and that's it <laughs> like every everyone else is kind of like maybe pure mad like
1: <laughs> yeah I don't that, see that's another interesting thing and I think there actually was a conversation kind of going off of that in our discord uh, they were talking about kind of differences between like a great hero but it's not fitting your play style and some people actually can do better with heroes that looking at like the win rates and and stats maybe in the middle, but certain people play those heroes a lot better and can have better win rates with them. Um, Very similar to standard with decks, you know, somebody can take a tier two or tier three deck and do really well with it just because they learn that deck so well and and make it look good. Um, So I think that has something to do with it as well. Uh, Is just what people are comfortable with. And if you're not looking at your heroes and how you can play them, or you're not trying to adapt how you're playing different heroes, then I think that's a bigger issue.
0: Yeah. It, it, it could be a, not, not a like you're at this skill level because you're at this skill level. And, and again, I want to, I want to, mentioned that we're not we're not addressing a, le- a like where you're at skill wise what what I'm thinking more of is the why so swingy like why why is it that you can literally go from 4k to 6k in 2 weeks and then immediately drop right back down to 5k like the argument there should be like you never should have been able to make it to 6k if, if that's where your skill level is, and that's one of the things that I've always talked about on, on, you know, ladder of like, I see myself as a, like, diamond five player. If I work hard enough, every month, I know I can get diamond five. I don't necessarily know if I can make it all the way to legend. But now my my perspective has shifted. I'm not trying to get to legend. I'm just trying to get to diamond five. And then once I'm at diamond five, everything else is just kind of a bonus. I feel like that's where I'm at now with Battlegrounds of, like, because I've hit 6K, there's now this, like, expectation of if I'm not at 6K, then I'm doing something wrong. Or, and I mean, that's the funny thing is, like, I'm often playing matches with folks who are higher. Like, when we do our duo queues, like, I can play with Neji, who's playing at, like, 8K, and I can play with, you know, Totemly, who's at, like, 7K you know K or whatever. And... Even if I don't do amazing, like I can still have fun in the game and and you know, still feel like I held my own and I learn from doing that. But at the same time, it doesn't make sense that my MMR is tied to what hero is available to me or what hero is offered, not necessarily my skill level. Like a, a good example of that was last week. At one point, I think I even screenshotted this. I had first place, eighth place, first place, fifth place, first place, sixth place, first place, and the thing that all of those first place finishes had in common was I got hooked tusk, and and like it it felt wrong, but it was like okay, now if I don't get hooked tusk, like if I get hooked tusk, I know I can fight for first, so I'm going to like try. To to get first. If I don't get hooked tusk, it's like, okay, how do I, how do I like play risky? Because ultimately the only way I'm gonna win is if I take more risks and they pay off, which in a lot of cases they don't. Yeah. So a couple things come to mind
1: after hearing your breakdown here. First of all, is how quickly they change things that are too strong, which you know, has kind of been been its own up-and-down thing with Blizzard throughout Hearthstone's history. Anyways, and the second is there might be an issue with the MMR system overall, because honestly, I think there's been a lot of discussion about MMR, even in Standard or Wild, but, you know, outside of Battlegrounds, And you kind of mentioned about playing against other people, you know, not at like the same rating that you're at. I kind of feel like we've been experiencing that a lot with Legend as well. You can't see your opponent's rank until you get to Legend, but it, oh, it looks like you're good because you've gotten to Legend, right? You've pushed and you got Legend. Oh, that sounds really great. You're such a good player. And then now you're in Legend and you see your opponent's rank, and all of a sudden you're playing against somebody who's Diamond 5, Diamond 7, Diamond 9 at some Uh points. And then you're thinking, well, does that mean I'm the same skill as Diamond 9? Or if you're at Diamond 9, are you actually Legend skill? Uh, There's Being based off MMR makes the ranking, and just like with Battlegrounds, the rating that you are to me, seem very pointless. Because then it's it, it's just there for a visual effect, but at the same time, I don't think it's actually truly reflective of where you're at. And for a lot of people, especially those who play a lot, who really pour a lot of themselves into this, who are very competitive, who want to see that, it can oftentimes make them feel like they're actually much worse than they are. And I think one big thing is we still don't know a lot about the MMR. It's invisible to us. We don't know what our MMR is. We don't know what the like break points are. What is the range? You know, are you facing against people who have an MMR of X to Z? Or are you facing against people who have an MMR of X to F? You know, there's there's no clarifying, you know, we do, we don't know anything. It's very confusing. And it's hard to actually get a good judge of where we're at because it it doesn't... There's, there's no way to see it except for, for your rank in Constructed or your rating in Battlegrounds. But I don't feel like that is completely reflective of actually how our skill level is.
0: Yeah, and I, I do think that I think that they were, if they were a little bit more transparent on matchmaking, even if it was just showing, I would, I would rather know the person's MMR compared to their name. Like, I don't, I mean, if I'm playing Battlegrounds, like I don't care who I'm facing. I mean, I'm sure when people are like 12K plus, you know, you're kind of like, oh, hey, I'm facing this streamer or whatever, you know, that sometimes that's cool, but whatever. I think I would much rather know, like, even if they gave you, like, subtle hints by, like, wherever your name appears in the list when the match starts at the very beginning, if that was, like, a gauge of where you are in MMR compared to everyone else. Like, and I mean, even with that, like, if you have eight people that are the exact same MMR, then it's kind of a moot point, but... I really don't think that that's the case because, I mean, it's the way that the game is designed is it's not designed to be like that. And that's why I do like certain other rating systems, even even the standard, you know, the constructed Hearthstone rating system a little bit better um, because there is a set value. Now, the whole problem that they have of not matching people with people of set value is that's a whole nother thing. I think if you're if you're legend you should you should be playing at the lowest you should be playing someone that's like diamond one. Um I don't I don't it feels kinda weird if all of a sudden you get beat by someone rocking, you know, Bomb Warrior that's, you know, diamond eight and you're legend. It feels great for them, but you know, it kinda sucks for you. But I, I think that they could do something that's along the lines of again without doing too much work, I think there's some subtle things that they could do that's like, okay, if I'm in the middle, then that must mean that I'm, you know, there are some people that are below me in MMR. The the person that's rocking hook tusk is like the highest MMR in the game. This feels bad. And I mean, I think that that's another issue. And I don't think Blizzard's ever said this. I wonder if you should never be offered the same heroes more than one. Like, two times in a row. Because I've seen that before, where it's like, I have a Hook Tusk game, and then the next game, I have a Hook Tusk game. And it's like, yes, we're going to climb today. Um, And then, like, other games where it's like, I haven't seen Hook Tusk, you know, offered to me in, like, eight games. What gives, Blizzard? You know, I I think that there are... There are little things that they can do. They address the whole, like, facing the same person over and over and over again. I think that they could do something similar with heroes being offered. It still kind of blew my mind that they changed it from three to four. Because I think that if you set it to three, you have an easier way of doing that. You can say, like, okay, you will never be offered the same three heroes, two games in a row. Like you will always have six unique heroes over the course of two games saying you'll have eight unique heroes over the course of two games. I mean, it is doable, but it's harder. Uh, But still, I I think that it could be done.
1: I do like the idea of making sure that you're kind of not going to be offered the same hero, especially when they're at the top. You don't want to be offered those same good heroes multiple times um i mean well you do but for other like, people yes you do <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean you do yes but i think the hard thing there is especially in a lobby of eight people how do they go about making sure that all of those eight people that are paired against have a different choice and then they're getting paired against eight you know with other seven other people the next time they play Now they have to create this algorithm to say, okay, well, Uh so-and-so, you know, player A got these four heroes last time. Let's make sure they don't get them. And then it, it might increase the queue times and stuff dramatically. And I just don't know if that would actually work. But maybe the answer to that is just increasing even more the amount of heroes. Yeah. So it decreases the chance, but then again, you're kind of we've talked about that before where if you have too many heroes, it's just kind of how do you balance that too and make them feel different and
0: Yeah. Kind of a hard topic. Well, and and that's why I thought like if you have 3 heroes offered instead of 4, then it bec- that the question of creating that algorithm and increasing the wait times is not as much of an issue because you do have more wiggle involved. Um, I I do think that right now, and, and kind of just, I guess, wrapping things up. Uh, I do think that battlegrounds is kind of in like a, a maturing stage at the moment. The, the idea of having to cycle tribes in and out, um, that was a clear sign of like okay where we're at right now there's a lot going on and we need to make some refinements i wonder again as i as i often suggest i wonder if this was its own game like how would that impact it how would like the focus on the game be presented cuz again like we just we just saw like an exodus of offering things for zero, you know, which we'll probably talk about in our after show. Again, if you want to get access to that, uh patreon.bobstavern.pub. But like we just saw in standard a bunch of hero or a bunch of cards lost the ability to do things for free. But meanwhile, and I do expect that this will be addressed. I do expect that there will be an announcement next week that um, Hook Tusk will be nerfed and uh, her hero power will cost something. I think that's just the, the easiest way to do it. I, I think that in a world where everything is, is no longer free, but you still have this other game mode over here, and again, it's not their primary game mode, their primary game mode is always going to be standard constructed. They've got another game mode that they're about to re, you know release in the next few months. They're doing a lot. And again, it's not the same people, but it is the same game and it's the same focus. And ultimately, you know, a single company, a single team, regardless of who's doing what on what section of the game they still have to have a unified focus and a unified amount of attention being given to one area at a time. Like I think if you, if you're not paying attention to one area uh, and focusing a lot of energy into one, then the whole game suffers. You have to kind of take it in waves. Like, okay, what's the big thing that we can handle at the moment? Let's do that. And then what are all the small things that we can do in all of these other areas? I mean, that's ultimately why I think Arena at this point hasn't really been touched in so long. I think that's where a lot of issues that have been neglected for a long period of time, it's not for the lack of them not trying. They are. They're doing a great job. It's just, it's a lot. And they have to focus on a lot. And we haven't really addressed the player side as much as we've addressed what Blizzard could do to make the game feel better. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about that in the after show. But, uh, Don, got any closing thoughts before we uh, button this up?
1: Um, just a couple things. I do. I have two things that I want to talk about, but I will save them. They're like predictions and hot takes. And they're, I think they're kind of big. But I will talk about those in our after show. So... If you want to hear my hot takes, big predictions, join the Patreon for that. Um, and then, overall, though, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens with these ups and downs. They're going to happen. It's just a matter of how how Blizzard handles them and how we handle them. Um, that's that's all I can say right now.
0: Well, if you have any thoughts or, or comments on on what you think we as players can do to help with the swinginess of games at the moment, or any ideas of what blizzard can do. We'd love to hear them. Uh, you can tweet at Bob's Tavern H S or of course you can always email us, um, podcast at Bob's Tavern pub. Uh, once again, thank you to all of those that support us on Patreon, uh, it has, it's, it's always a fun time and the conversations that we have with some of our patrons and, and discord and, and some of the other times that, you know, they catch us on stream and other places like that. Uh It's really great. And we, of course, thank you so much for helping to keep us showing up here, talking about a game that ultimately, even though sometimes we get frustrated with, we still generally like really enjoy the game and want, and we often raise a lot of these concerns just because we want to see things change for the better. And if no one's talking about it vocally, then it kind of, you know, you can, you can only get mad at the stuff that doesn't get fixed. If you said something about it, if, if you know you didn't say anything and they never fix it, then that's kind of on you. So again, thank you to all those people that helped there. Uh, Don, if people want to reach out to you, how can they do that?
1: You can find me on Twitter at Donnie DK, that's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, and on Twitch, twitch.tv slash dragonriderdk, and like I mentioned, find me casting the next nine Sundays, all the way uh, through the first weekend of September, over at uh, twitch.tv slash supergirlgp
0: that's awesome and you can find me on twitter and twitch i'm on twitter well i'm actually at both at uh, kjay miller uh yeah that's that's gonna do it for this week thank you so much everyone for listening but uh, at this point uh leave your drinks on the table taverns closed get out
1: welcome back to cena now nobody is dying weapons outside Hawkeye you know the rules welcome Kriziki your dot corner
0: is ready for booting you we have to have a little chat about your tab I didn't know you were in town chew still
1: cracking heads you are diamond in the rust always a pleasure